This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. As part of its transition to an electric brand, Cadillac told its dealers in the U.S. they must invest 200 grand to install charging stations, train employees, and buy other equipment to get ready for its upcoming electric vehicles. If dealers weren't interested, Cadillac offered buyouts of up to 500 grand, and they had until the end of November to decide. The Wall Street Journal reports around 150 of the brand's 880 dealers in the U.S. took the buyout. That's about 17% of its dealerships. And not surprisingly, most of those were smaller volume dealers, who it wouldn't make much sense for to make that kind of investment. And speaking of selling EVs, Volvo CEO Hakan Samuelson says banning internal combustion engine vehicles is a far more effective way to speed up EV adoption compared to offering subsidies. He argues that an ICE ban will help automakers plan accordingly and promote EV adoption, while incentives don't help in creating sustainable and profitable businesses. Volvo is making a big bet on electrified vehicles. It expects half of its sales to be plug-ins by 2025 and the other half to be pure electrics. But what do you think? Should governments accelerate EV adoption through ICE bans or incentives? Let us know what you think in the comments. And here are today's hottest automotive stocks to keep an eye on. The AutoLine Stock Index shows that American Axle is up 7.6%. Wall Street likes its earning potential. In Europe, Renault, which has an ambitious revival plan, is up 3.6%. While in Japan, Nissan is the biggest mover, up 3.3%. And in China, BYD, whose EV sales shot up 128% last month, is moving the most, up 3%. What's the weather tomorrow? High of 64. Find me the closest coffee shop. 20. Results found. And a date for tonight. Oh, you're good. Introducing dynamic voice recognition in the all-new Hyundai Elantra. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what BorgWarner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Self-driving Teslas running under the streets of Las Vegas is getting closer to reality. The Boring Company showed one of its underground stations on Twitter that's part of the loop for the Las Vegas Convention Center. The loop is being set up in place of a traditional light rail system to serve an expanding campus at the center. The idea is to have two tunnels, a little under a mile long each, that can carry up to 4,400 people an hour. While there are concerns over the actual number of people the system will be able to move, the initial phase of the project is expected to be done early next year, so we should know soon if it can live up to that 4,400 people an hour expectation. The hope was to have the loop done in time for CES, 
but the show has gone online due to the pandemic. We've seen automakers in Europe introducing plug-in hybrid versions of their standard models, and the Audi A3 Sportback is the latest to be electrified. It's powered by a 1.4-liter gasoline engine, an 80-kilowatt electric motor that's integrated into the housing of the six-speed dual-clutch transmission, and a 13-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery pack. The system provides a total output of 295 pound-feet of torque in an all-electric range of 63 kilometers, or about 40 miles, based on the WLTP test cycle. Unique to the A3 plug-in is a black styling package, and it comes standard with red brake calipers, sports seats, and tinted windows. It's available to order now in Germany with a starting price of about 40,400 euros, or just under 50 grand. Ford is finding new ways to test its autonomous vehicles even during a pandemic. It's expanding its partnership with the Education Fund to deliver food in Miami, Florida using the Fusion Autonomous Test Vehicles it operates with Argo AI. The cars will show up at schools where they're loaded with bags of freshly harvested produce and then are taken to 50 students and their families each week. Not only is Ford helping out the community, but it says it's learning things like the time it takes to pick up and deliver a package and exposing its system to new scenarios. If Ford sees a benefit from this test, we can expect to see more like them. Another automaker has joined the list of companies that no longer back the Trump administration's fight to prevent California from setting its own emission standards, and this time it's Nissan. And it's all got to do with automakers wanting one national standard instead of a patchwork state by state. Automakers that still back the Trump admin include Hyundai and Kia, Mazda, Mitsubishi, and Subaru. But if Biden is indeed named the next president, we would expect those companies to follow the likes of GM and Nissan. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering. Boost your game. Borg Warner. Propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. And by Hyundai. The latest test car to come through the Autoline garage was the 2021 Mercedes E-Class. An E454-Matic, to be precise, with a $76,000 price tag, which included 14 grand worth of options. From a driving standpoint, it was a breath of fresh air to get into the sedan compared to some of the other luxury sedans we've driven lately, including the Lexus LS and Genesis G80. What sets the E-Class apart is how responsive and alive it feels. While the LS and G80 feel heavy, the E-Class feels light and responsive, almost nimble. The steering feels far more direct and connected to the road making it much more inviting to drive. The E450 is equipped with a turbocharged 3-liter inline-six that puts out 362 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque. All that power is fed through a 9-speed automatic, and of course, this being a 4-matic, it has 4-wheel drive. Inside, the dashboard is dominated by two screens that are combined to look like they're one. The left side is the instrument cluster, while the right side has all the controls for the entertainment, navigation, HVAC, and more. But it was disappointing to see Mercedes 
get rid of the rotary knob it used for years to go with a scratch pad to interface with the screen instead. That rotary knob was easier to use without looking at it, making it easier to keep your eyes on the road. And speaking of looking at things, this car is not much of a looker. It's nondescript, almost bland, especially from a rear three-quarter view. Unfortunately, sales of luxury sedans are plummeting at the moment, and the E-Class is not immune from that trend. Sales are down 40%, and that's really got to hurt. There was a time in the not-so-distant past when the E-Class generated the most profit of any model from Mercedes-Benz. Hey, we have a fun Autoline After Hours coming up on Thursday. Our guests will be Bill Warner and Ray Evernham. Bill is the founder of the Amelia Island Concourse, and Ray is one of the best-known names in NASCAR and was even inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame for his work as a crew chief. Some of the topics we'll be getting into, will hypercars survive, and what's the future of racing? If you've got any questions you'd like to ask Bill and Ray, send them our way via Twitter or send them via email to viewermail at autoline.tv. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching, and we hope to see you again tomorrow.